You're listening to the Access Success Podcast, produced by Access U, a division of Access Advertising and Public Relations. Hey, let's do something big. I'm your host, Rachel Schneider. Welcome to the Access Success Podcast, where we highlight important topics focused on education in every form it takes. Just this week, Inside Higher Ed published a story about college professors falling into the great resignation pitfalls. Educators, especially K-12, through have been caught in the crossfire of parental political battles about everything from mass to mass shootings. Catherine Dill's report in the Wall Street Journal detailed the turnover statistics since 2020. Approximately 300,000 teachers left their jobs between February 2020 and May 2022. A recent poll shows 55% of teachers plan to leave education sooner than they originally planned and up from 37% last year. And 44% of public schools reported teacher vacancies this year. Whoa. So what can we do? How can marketers and those in leadership address this problem? And what can we learn from it for the future? We brought back an Access U faculty member. You'll remember him from our social media episode. He's the co-founder and head of research for the social media research firm, Feedback, Dr. Dean Browell. Dean, thanks so much again for joining us today. We always love to have you to talk to you on our episodes. Uh, Go ahead and just tell us a little bit about what you've learned so far on what seems to be a mass exodus of teachers leaving the profession. Yeah, it's it's been really kind of fascinating. We we've seen this in a number of industries, right? I mean, you know, the whole great resignation, but that that doesn't tell the full story when you're talking about, I think in particular, folks in both education and in healthcare would be the other angle, right? When you're talking about uh, you know, clinicians and the burnout that they've been feeling. We've seen that exact same thing on the teacher side. And so what's been interesting is the fact that it, it this is not a sudden thing, right? This is not something that just started this month or last month or even in 2022, you know, and it's something that has been brewing for a while. Um, I think that the, the responsibility and the uh, accountability that really fell very squarely on their heads during the pandemic, I think, uh, you know, was a tremendous amount of extra pressure um, for for no extra pay, really, when it came down to it. Um, and so I think that it ended up taking, you know, many different forms. And, you know, for us on the research side of things, we have often looked, uh, you know, from an, uh, applying that behavioral uh eye into the online discussions and whatnot. We've seen it with it when it comes to employees, people will talk, right? I mean, there's the reviews people leave on what it's like to work at a place. There's the, the just the discussion among peers in very peer specific and industry specific message boards. And um, I mean, we, we could start to see the cracks uh, watching that play out in real time. You know, watching those struggles that people talk about, whether it's the pressures, whether it's dealing with a much more polarized parent parental, you know, population, um, you know, there's a number of different things that have really uh, added to that. And again, this is all at the same time of calls for a reduction in spending and education and things like that. And so it's just sort of, I think part of it is both the current issues that they face and then looking down the road and saying, am, am I going to even be continued to be, does it look bright? <laughs> You know, does the path, does the future look bright for me? Um, And really second guessing things. Right. Well, and as you said, this has been happening for a while, but the long term impacts of losing this generation of educators, 
I mean, I think that is what is the most alarming, seeing that people are not staying in this profession. I mean, they're leaving and they're getting higher paid, lower stress positions and still being able to use their degree. Um, So it's very interesting to hear what you and your team have found throughout your intel. Talk a little bit about how that social media listening comes into play. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so what we do is we apply uh, an anthropological eye, you know, if you will, to the online space. And, you know, like, like our anthropologists, uh, you know, gods like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, thinking of Jane Goodall and the like, you know, we, we don't touch the monkeys, you know, we don't, we're not prompting anyone, we're not interviewing anyone online, we're just looking at what the public discussions that are out there. And that's important to underline, I think, especially just from a privacy perspective, perspective that we're not looking at anything private, we're not hacking into anything, we're not pretending to be anyone that we're not, we're really just looking at those public discussions, because that helps us, A, understand how people are really interacting unprompted, right? If a survey is what people say when they're prompted and they're great about saying what's happening, you know, surveys and whatnot, you know, this is looking at the why and it's looking at what people are saying without being prompted. So what would they say to peers naturally? So we're looking at, again, reviews. It could be forums or message boards that are for teachers, for example, in this particular uh, spot. It could be how teachers appear in larger discussions. You know, it could be a news item where we're seeing teachers in the mix, you know, responding to the concerns of the general public or parents. Um, you know, so it really is looking at all the all the private stuff that's out there. And the other big reason why that's important is we're also seeing what does a prospective teacher see? You know, what is a teacher who, or even a currently employed teacher that's looking to move into an area when they look, what do they see? You know, what what does that look like? And that that can be really important, especially if you're also already doing surveys. Also, knowing what someone says out says when prompted versus what they say to peers, but then also understanding this is actually affecting the new recruit. You know, the future teachers uh, that are coming in. You're exactly right. I mean, I think that, that looking down the road, they're looking at you know their own personal well-being. And then there's also the continuity element, right? For a school, for programs within schools, for entire departments. Um, and we're talking about a lot of institutional history in some cases that that will go away with them, with them leaving. Uh, but yeah, when we're looking, we're looking at just those public discussions, but they are incredibly telling. And you can really start to see some nuance and, and some some timelines of sort of where the changes are and how they're really feeling. That's such a great point that you made about prospective teachers and maybe people who are in college or they're trying to still figure out what they want their career to be. If they see that current teachers in the field are not enjoying themselves or they're leaving, that's obviously going to impact their decision and where they want to, you know, start their professional career. So what uh, what else have you gathered from those insights that maybe leads you to think that there could be a silver lining here? I mean, what is the answer? What are some of the things that that um, yeah. managers could do? I think part of it, and this is very, it can very wildly based on, on geography, right? I mean, because it's all going to be based on how your school system is handling it. But on top of that, though, I'd say just how your leaders are handling things. And, and that's something else that's knowable. Right? I mean, they'll talk about how supported they feel. They'll talk about, you know, even in reaction to things where maybe <laughs> maybe a school system or a superintendent or, or a school board has done something that they feel is really egregious over in another, you know, area, their reaction to the, this isn't my school, you know, my leaders or, you know, things like that. So the, I think there is a silver lining. It's that it, it, there is, there is positivity that, that, that some teachers can point to, but also the fact that it is knowable. 
I mean, it'd be one thing if this sort of, you know, great exodus was happening, but at the same time, we had no idea why. We know why, like they're talking about why and the nuances on why in their, their region. So for example, it may be that they either feel very supported maybe by the administration of their school, but not on a county level. And so I think being able to know what those, uh, you know, where the cracks in this, those, those foundations are allows you to be able to fix them, allows you to be able to message to them. You know, what, what is it that they would, they need to hear that's going to make them feel valued, that's going to make them feel that they should stay, that's going to make them feel like, like that future isn't as bleak as they might think that it looks. Um, that's going to be really important, right, for, for forming the kind of content that you may want to put out there from a recruitment standpoint, but in, in a retention standpoint. But it also may help indicate where did, this, where did the teachers need face time? from certain kinds of administrators. And that FaceTime isn't just, you know, in your annual review, you know, but actually in, in sort of the shows, shows of support. So I think while they, there's not a whole lot of silver linings in the sense of, you know, a lot of good news often that they can point to, I think, I think it being knowable is a silver lining. Because I, again, you think about where we were, you know, 10, 15, especially 20 years ago, where you'd be really hoping that they're very honest on these surveys. You know, and now we we can know even if those may or you know they, those could still be reliable, but knowing that we can, they'll they'll be very forthright about what they're going through, and being able to hear that and see that and really understand that on a, on a rich sort of the, the sort of real rich fabric of what they're going through, I think is important to be conveyed, uh, but also it lets you say, hey, look at these reviews. You know, they're all hitting on the same three or four problems. There's your priorities to fix. You know, right. let, let them help you prioritize where where you could make some real changes. Yeah. And just allowing that seat at the table. Knowledge is power. If you can know how, how people are feeling or even just make it a point to have your social media marketing person or have the firm that you work with monitor your social media to find those trends for you can be right. such an asset. Yeah, absolutely. I think the comments, lo looking deeper into the comments, looking at how and actually that I referenced earlier, like, you know, the idea of like a news item, right? Like on Facebook, maybe somebody shares a news item and looking at those comments, how, how you know, do they feel like they have to be defensive? You know, just even something like that, even just something as, as it's just that, that kind of an emotional touch point shows you they feel they have to defend their profession. No one else is standing up for them. That, that right there, that's a, that's a way to be able to message and, and th there are things you can do to make them feel much more listened to and that they don't have to be the sole defenders of the, you know, that, that they, they feel valued. And just, again, just little glimpses like that. And I think that the comments can be huge with that because especially with teachers, you know, you're dealing with someone that has, it's sort of like, um, you know, think, think of, it's like, like the one room schoolhouse, right? Everyone knows who the teacher is. And that's kind of the problem here in the sense that it's not hard to find out, you know, the, the teacher's name, you know, find out more about them. What the trick is, though, so they when they go online, they want to talk, it's going to probably be in more anonymous spaces, right? It's going to be the person that says, I'm a teacher at such and such school, and it may be a Reddit thread, you know, but taking that seriously and really looking at how do they respond, how do people respond to them? How do they respond to questions? It's um, sometimes the devils are in the details, you know, and in that where you're going to really find the, the empathic moments where you're going to be able to pluck out again, whether it's messaging, whether it's true operational things that you can change. Um, you know, I think that it, that's, that's super important. Everyone. And I mean, this the administrators to the teachers, everyone is just putting out fires all the time right now. And 
that is a reality that I realize is not easy to change on anyone's levels, whether you're from the managers all the way down to the people that are that are doing the work. But that also means that if we're going to act surprised that everyone starts leaving, if we're truly committed to trying to fix it, it's going to be about listening. And in the long term, too, just pivoting to higher education before we um, log off, how what effect would that have on you know higher education in terms of I know we talked about potential teachers or people trying to choose their career and going to school or you know just because we have um, you know K through twelve educators leaving does that mean that there are less people who will eventually go on to become professors I mean how does that pipeline uh, look Yeah, absolutely that that's actually I think a, that's a great point because I think that even though often we find that these you know, particular audiences are talking to one another peer-wise, they're also saying this stuff out loud. That's the other advantage of looking at this. This isn't just about someone's private answer on a survey. This is They're saying this out loud. A prospective teacher, from the standpoint of that, that favorite student of theirs who very much wants to go on and become a teacher, they're seeing that too. Like they're seeing this level of frustration. As we, Especially in higher ed, I think, you know, I actually I'm reminded of uh, – uh, a particular bit of behavior that we saw in the study that uh, that we did with AccessU, um, and we weren't even actually looking for it because the study was originally really focused on BIPOC audiences, but we ended up also finding content and behavior around students with disabilities and how they felt they were treated, or in a couple of very particular cases, them talking about the role of the counselor and how you know that and that that if there's turnover there. It affects that student's not just the ability to thrive in that environment, but it affects every single facet of their life on campus. And it's interesting because that isn't about a failure of, say, like a lot of teachers turning over or like a program. Those can all be very difficult to deal with, too. But the idea that like their point of contact, that the person that was really helping them, that that role turning over can can really devastate those who need the most uh, help in feeling like they belong. And I think that that's, it's again, I think what we're talking about are just domino effects, you know, and sort of this, this not necessarily always understanding that this isn't just a siloed issue that only affects the, per, the kind of audience that you're talking about, that it affects those who are looking to that audience for leadership, it affects those who are looking to that audience in terms of them wanting to go into the profession. Um, and, uh, and it's happening at all levels. And at all levels of education right now need to need to really take a hard look. And it's my last kind of point on that is it's not all universal either. Again, it's very different based on geography, on the you know the kinds of programs, your, your specific situations. So I know it's so easy to like read an article in USA Today about what's happening with education and assuming that oh if it's happening, it's happening everywhere. That may or may not be true. And so that's why it's really worth listening to find out what are the nuances of your particular institution, whether that's K through 12 or higher ed. For sure. Well, Dean, thanks again so much for being able to sit down and talk with us today. For anyone listening to this episode, we do publish new blogs and upload new podcast episodes every week, and you can find them at accessu.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Access Success Podcast produced by AccessU, a division of Access Advertising and Public Relations. Find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with what the world of education needs to hear at AccessU Agency and connect with us at accessu.com. Let's do something big.